0: Professional wrestling is the one true sport. Other sports have their share of intense, dramatic moments, but nothing can compare with professional wrestling. Welcome to Wrestling History X, where three friends come together to talk about the stories behind the matches. I'm Matt. I'm Michael. And I'm Shane. Welcome to episode 66, Royal Rumble 1992. Every man for
1: himself.
2: Sorry, I sprung that one on you. <laughs> Figured I know, we, we gotta, know, gotta, we work, gotta we split we it up. We gotta <laughs> work this three. <laughs> yeah. We gotta work this three-man. Unit. I think it worked well the other couple of times, so I don't think it'll be uh, a difficult transition. Oh no. I don't
0: this think so. Be either. an easy fit. So we had so much fun with Shane a couple weeks ago that we just asked him to come on permanently and join us and make this a a three man crew going forward.
2: I feel bad for Matt cuz he's still going to probably talk just as much and I'll just you just have to hear me less. So, uh, maybe. Like, <laughs> I, I'm gonna. am tra- gonna try and talk less as well. I'm gonna okay. let you guys carry this shit All right.
1: Like it may be just. So you're gonna write this. You're a. gonna write the script, and we're gonna. We're, gonna, like, we're be, gonna
2: read
0: it. I'm gonna let someone else be the Excalibur
2: to my Jr. <laughs> we right could. There. We could trade uh, every other word from the, the match readings Ooh, that the ma- sounds <laughs> like not fun at all. <laughs> sounds awful. But I mean, if we do it enough, then you can make a soundboard. And then it'll be like playing a drum machine. There you go. go.
1: Just in case there's another (laughs) lockdown. Yeah, you can you can
2: have the uh, drum machine like you know set up, a MIDI set up with all the hot words, and you can just do it while you watch the show. Hot tag. (laughs) Yeah.
3: And new. (laughs) Yeah. And
2: then we'll only do
0: intros and like closing thoughts. (laughs) But if you want to know more about Shane, you can probably look back on the feed just a little bit. There'll be a house show with uh, get to meet Shane. Hey, hey. But let's talk a little bit about Royal Rumble. This was the fifth annual Rumble produced by the WWF. It took place on January 19th, 1992, at the Knickerbocker Arena in Albany, New York. The attendance was 17,000 people and the buy rate was 1.8.
2: Is this the first time we've been in Albany?
0: I believe so. Albany sounds like know.
2: it seems like the right place. It's basically like the Midwest of New York. It's the, the where all the hillbillies live, right? I'm not
0: going to.
1: Uh, I mean, I'm know living, that I'm in Oklahoma soon. City,
2: so yeah. like I'm. I can use the word hillbilly. It's fine.
1: Well, it's better, you know, <laughs> if you've ever watched uh, Ozark, it's better to use the word hillbilly than rednecks. So. Oh, okay. Yeah.
2: I have not. That's true. Watch I've yourself. only heard
1: good things. <laughs> so yeah, I'm glad I, I'm glad I chose the right one. Seventeen thousand in attendance, huh? Wow. There was That's a, a sellout little, there right? was a little gathering not out? too long ago here uh, in Oklahoma that
2: <laughs> Oh yeah,
1: hoped for numbers close <laughs> to that size, but that would have <laughs> been a, that would've been a sellout, yeah. but you know. Yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna mention any names, so <laughs> huge. <laughs> not too
0: huge. <laughs> but other things that happened around the same time as the Rumble, Sasha Banks would be born a week later. Hey. Anyone loving the yeah, we legit all like boss? The, we all
1: like the boss. I do. I, I, I wasn't sure what to think of this uh, last little comeback, but it's starting to grow on me now. The Sasha Blue is starting to shine through.
0: Oh, yeah. I haven't
2: uh, really watched or Is the, she a tag champion at the yeah. moment?
0: Yeah. She's the women's tag champion. She's actually challenging Io Shirai. Oh, for, I want to see that. Or when this comes out, she will have already challenge Io Shirai for the NXT women's belt.
2: Uh, That's cool. I like that they're doing that with the women's division because it's not as big. Then you get to see things like, you know, Io Shirai versus Sasha Banks instead of having to wait until she gets pulled up or gets pulled up too early and then gets lost in the shuffle. So I'm totally behind all that.
0: Hell yeah. I mean, they basically just made Sasha, the new Charlotte, because Charlotte's hurt. So. Oh, okay, we'll just, nah, that's fine, we'll, we'll too. Yeah, we'll just throw Sasha on all those on all the episodes of everything. <laughs> the, uh, at this point. Yeah, she because had this plenty is like, of time off. She, she was like, isn't she also challenged or did she already challenge for
1: Oscar? I think she challenged. Yeah, she challenged Oscar just this past week on Raw. Yeah, I want
2: to see all those matches. I'm down. Yeah, I'm all for and that. And of
0: course, you know, we're building towards her and Bailey breaking up. Which I yeah. think they were—they were, they were they, going to totally do it at SummerSlam, but now it's not going to be. In front I mean, they've tried child, that a few
2: so. times. Remember when they went to therapy together? I think that was like—I think that, that was that. the last time that I like was watching <laughs> the those shows like regularly, and I was like, oh, like
1: the new team. Th- and they demo. would do, yeah, they would
2: do it that segment every couple weeks, so you just kind of forgot about it. And it's like, this is—you're not—you're going to do it, do it.
1: Hug it
2: out, yeah.
0: But also, a song originally recorded in 1974 then first seen as a duet in 1985, would hit number one on the charts in 1992, Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me, by Elton John and George Michael. So you're yes. saying
2: that somebody, it's who originally recorded it in 74? It's originally an Elton John song. Yeah. Okay, and then they did a...
0: They did a duet at Farm Aid
2: oh, okay. in 85. And the like, live Farm Aid version and of And then it
0: the was... live live version became popular but then they released a actual recorded yeah, version uh, of recorded it. Well, it, you, right
2: El, that's the not the first time. Uh, or I guess that's probably the first time Elton John did that but it, he does it again with the Princess Diana thing.
3: Yeah. Very I remember
2: that uh, cassette single.
1: Oh, cassette singles. <laughs> I love a good cassette single. But uh <laughs> now nah, this song, I love this song. This was yeah. It's probably, it's,
0: good. it's probably one of my favorite
1: Elton John songs. I don't know
2: if I'm f- as familiar with the duet or the original. I'll have to give it a spin later. But I was like, oh yeah, good song. But I mean, See, I remember, I think you can't trust anybody that doesn't like Elton John.
1: This was the one that I was, that I'd heard first and then had heard the original after that. And I mean, both of them were awesome, but this one always grabs a hold of me a little more, I guess, just because it was the, the original for me. And,
2: like, George Michael, this is not too long after he went solo, right?
0: Yeah. 92, he was full solo. 85, I think he was still part of Wham. 85, he was still in Wham. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah he, he broke free in, he was
1: 89, maybe?
0: Yeah, it was, like, 80s, early 90s, something yeah. like that.
2: The other guy of, like, oh, what's his name?
0: His Andrew Andrew, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> if, like, if... I didn't. know that, it's way back <laughs> yeah. there. <was> <laughs> he, he didn't do a whole, I imagine he probably didn't do a whole lot afterwards, but if he still, like, you know, just made mad re- residuals, he really I say came I out on top of it. I would love more than anything
1: or like that. to, mm-hmm. like, have no, a big,
2: sure. have, like, a couple of big hits or, like, one, be in one thing and then just, like, fade into obscurity and just keep getting uh, residual paychecks. Yeah. The, uh, the Sounds wonderful.
1: Wham, bam, thank mm-hmm. you.
2: Thank you, uh, George Michael.
0: (laughs) Well, speaking of duets... Uh, The first (laughs) match is a tag match? Is that where you're going? First match is a tag match. (laughs) Let's talk the Royal Rumble. There we go. Vince McMahon narration over the Royal Rumble logo before photos of the participants fly across the screen. We got Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby the Brain Heenan as they welcome us to the show. And they remind us that the World Heavyweight Championship is up for grabs in the Royal Rumble. Remind me again why it's vacated. Because Jack Tunney, the the one good thing that Jack Tunney ever did, <laughs> after Hogan had beaten Undertaker at this Tuesday in Texas. This Tuesday in Texas? This Tuesday in Texas. This Tuesday <laughs> in Texas. He had decided that too, too much shenanigans had happened between Undertaker and uh, Hogan, between that match and the Survivor Series match, that he was just like... We're vacating the title, and we're going to put it up for grabs in the Royal Rumble.
1: Everybody's got a fair shot. At least 30 of them. You kids can't get along. I'm taking your toys away from you.
0: Yeah, sorry, uh, Beverly Brothers. (laughs) (laughs) But we get our first match of the evening, the Orient Express of Kato and Tanaka with Mr. Fuji versus the new foundation of Jim Anvil Neidhart and the Rocket Owen Hart. The Rocket. Huh? that's what they call him. I mean, him. <laughs> yeah, it's a name. Does Fink, does Fink just give nicknames away I think, <laughs> at, at, at
2: times? Sometimes I don't know. I wonder. I, I, I doubt he was like going rogue here. He <laughs> was like, ah, he's the rocket now.
0: We haven't seen Anvil Neidhart since WrestleMania Seven, which was episode fifty-four. The Orient Express since Royal Rumble nineteen ninety-one, which was episode fifty-two, and Owen since WrestleMania five. Episode 28, when he was the blue blazer.
2: Oh, I guess that was the only... I was I was think, trying to think, was this the first Owen? But we only saw one blue blazer match so far, right?
0: I think we've seen two. I think he was in a Survivor, Survivor series. series as
2: well. Oh, yeah. Well, he probably didn't have a whole lot of time to shine there.
0: He blazed a trail. <laughs> Owen and Kato trade wrist locks to begin until Hart goes for an O'Connor roll, but Kato holds onto the ropes. Kato starts running them, and Owen arm drags him over into an arm lock and bends the arm back to stomp on the elbow. Gorilla brings up the rockers breaking up, so Marty won't be able to compete in the rumble, as he has a concussion and some contusions. Got thrown through that window. Luckily, we get to see that later. I was yeah. I was kind of worried they weren't going to show it. Yeah, it's It's iconic. such a classic moment. It's something, yeah. if,
1: if you have never seen it, you need to YouTube it or pull it up on the, uh, the old WWE network and, and have a watch because it's a classic piece of
0: history right mm-hmm. there. Kato has heart with his shoulders down in a test of strength with Owen continually bridging up onto his head to avoid the count. Powers his way up and then leaps up to the ropes, drops down into a sitting position and then backflips out before hitting a hip toss and a hurrah-karana for a two count. And the show has begun. <laughs> I think I literally saw this. Paused, went on Twitter, and went, hot take. Is Owen better than Brett?
2: (laughs) I mean, Owen's got a different skill set. I don't know if Owen's leading people to matches quite like Brett is, but he's definitely got more enjoyable high spots.
0: You can definitely tell Owen spent some time in Japan. Yes. And it's
2: crazy that Owen's like a big barrel-chested guy, and him doing these flips and stuff just feels almost wrong. Like he's, he looks a little big for this.
1: But I mean, when your brother is Bret Hart, you have to take it up at least five notches just to, to <laughs> yeah. be noticed. I'm sure. I mean, hell, you had to wrestle in a a mask for the the first run of your career. But yeah, True. Owen, Owen, his moves were always, I don't know, just like fresh and exciting. I don't know. Yeah, After you can totally Brett feel for it. All those years, Bret's routine became very routine, where you know he would do the same, same spots. Do. Yeah. And with Owen, you didn't really know what you were going to get because he had five different five moves of Doom that he could flip on at any time that just kept it exciting.
2: Also, I was like, is one of the Orient Express not... Is one of them missing? Because one of them's in a mask now. They used to not... That's Kato. That's Kato? We
0: saw saw him... In a mask before? The last time. There used to be a different member of the Orient
2: Express. Oh, okay. All right. It makes it difficult. Yeah, Sato. Yeah, it was Sato. I missed uh, the originals. They never actually say their names, <laughs>
1: so it's like, okay. I know these two had history in the past, but I miss the, the OG OE.
0: Nightheart's in with the arm lock before just throwing Kato across the ring. Goes for a hip toss, but is blocked, so Anvil turns it into a clothesline. Kato retreats to tag in Tanaka, tries to body slam Nightheart, which the crowd gets a good laugh out of. But Anvil just shoves him off, no-sells multiple shoulder blocks, and the foundation then hits a double-team spine-buster, second-rope elbow <laughs> drop for a two-count.
2: And they have the the most wonderful gear on, by the way. <laughs> the new, Which, foundation, the new foundation. The new foundation does. Yeah. They're wearing, like, neon green parachute pants with, like, checkerboard print. Yep. It's incredible.
1: Yep. I think I've got that written down
2: <laughs> Yeah, so it's, it looks like a Trapper Keeper. They're basically wearing, like, a really flowy Trapper Keeper.
1: <laughs> and what's sad is... This this look continues on for a while. I mean yeah. I know it's it's I mean I get they can't just do black and pink
2: again. The, vintage
1: nineties yeah. with the, the fluorescent bright colors and I guess throwing in the the checkered patterns and of course the hammer pants. Yeah. But
2: the only thing they were missing was like like painters hats. Like <laughs> painter's
0: caps. Backbreaker and headbutt from Owen, but Tanaka with an eye rake, Irish Whip's heart, which he leaps up to the second rope. Backflips over a charging Tanaka and delivers a back body drop, an insiguri, and a double-team Irish whip aided Anvil shoulder block. Kato jumps in the ring to attack Hart from behind and the Express with the Irish whip, but Anvil bounces out of the corner with a double clothesline, a double noggin knocker, followed by Hart with a flying crossbody onto them for a two count. Kato starts running the ropes, Owen with a leapfrog, followed by a leg lariat on Kato's way back and a vertical suplex before trying to take his mask off. Hart starts running the ropes and ducks a back elbow, but then Tanaka gets a knee into his back from the apron.
2: I think Owen Hart was just trying to do him a favor now that he had his mask off. He's <laughs> like, hey man, I promise you're gonna have so much more fun without this on. That's right, you be you, dude.
0: <laughs> yeah. Owen starts fighting with Tanaka when Mr. Fuji hits him across the chin with his cane to lay him out. Kato and Tanaka continue the attack with chokes, throat chops, a Savat kick, flying back elbows, guillotines on the ropes, headbutts, and a hard Irish whip chest first into the turnbuckle for a two count. More Tanaka offense by slamming Owen's head into the turnbuckle and has an Irish whip reversed, but Hart runs right into a Savat kick from Tanaka. Snapmare and a side headlock to wear his opponent down from Kato, but Owen escapes with elbows to the chest and starts running the ropes ducking multiple clotheslines before jumping on Kato's back for a crucifix pin attempt for a near fall. Tanaka doesn't allow Hart to catch a break as he comes in with more throat chops, savagic kicks, wishbone headbutt, but Owen starts firing up with multiple shoulder blocks until Tanaka hits a flying forearm for a two count. Tanaka Irish whips Hart, then charges into a big boot. Owen follows with a face plant, starts crawling to his corner, so Kato jumps in the ring and the ref stops him. Which causes him not to see the tag to Animal, so he disallows it. Damn. The Express then double-team Irish Whip Hart into the corner where Fuji has placed his cane, snapping it across the face of Owen for the pin. And the <gasps> no, Hart gets his foot on the rope.
2: I popped when that cane broke. I was like, that oh cane my was god! Sick. <laughs> yeah, you it, could hear it. Yeah, you could totally hear uh, it. Uh, it it looked great on camera. They like had the sh- had the right shot for it and oh, everything.
1: Yeah. When they showed the replay of it, I mean, I cringed for a second because, yeah, I'd already seen it, but it just, the way that it moved, it looked like that cane could have went straight, straight into, into the, into the eye. Eye, yeah. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> Kato hits a hammerlock body slam, continues to work on the arm, Tanaka with a headbutt on it before locking on an arm lock, which Owen escapes by tossing Tanaka to the ropes, a leapfrog, and then hits an overhead belly-to-belly suplex. Goes for the cover, but Kato makes a save. Again, Hart trying to make the tag, but Kato hits Neidhart to entice him into the ring, and the Express drag Owen back to their corner. Double-team clothesline on Hart, Tanaka with another Savat kick, a headbutt. Kato drapes Owen across the top rope, and Tanaka leapfrogs him for a body guillotine. The Express toss Hart to the ropes, miss a double-team clothesline, but Hart comes back with a double drop kick, makes his way to the corner for the hot tag. Neidhart slingshots into the ring for a double clothesline, elbows, body slams to everybody, back body drop, and a clothesline to Tanaka. Hart Irish whips anvil into Kato to knock him to the floor, followed by Owen with the Irish whipped aided plancha out on Kato.
2: I love that Grill Monsoon is talking about Jim Neidhart, and uh, he refers to him as a bull in a China closet. <laughs> when he comes in for that hot tag and starts laying it down.
0: Nightheart then body slams Tanaka, followed by a rocket launcher of Heart for the pin and And the the win.
2: And new foundation (laughs) wins. I was like, wait, what? Yeah, sorry. There was no (laughs) belt on the line for this? No. Yeah, this is the first first match we won on every
0: wrestling show. Yeah, I was like, this is a great start to this show.
1: This was awesome. I mean, hell, if you throw Owen Hart in anything put him in a fucking chicken soup match and I'd probably be excited but yeah this was a what if he was the gobbledygooker <laughs> I might have liked it more uh, leave, leave, leave the, the gooker alone he had some,
0: some time on his hands around that time so. we go to Lord Alfred Hayes in the back he shows this video of Bret Hart losing the intercontinental title to uh, the Mountie buh-huh. in Springfield, Massachusetts just a few days before the show is that when Brett, like, broke his sternum or whatever? And On he the was, steel? He was actually running a fever. Oh, uh, okay. He, he was really sick, but... And the doctors actually told him not to wrestle. But he was like, fans deserve... You know, he's he did, a... Yeah. He, he's a baby face through and through. He truly is. And Except for he's a little whiny, but we still love him.
1: Hey, so... When you're the best there is, <laughs> the best there was, the best there ever will be, you can, you can yeah. whine if you want to.
0: So he would go out there and compete, end up getting pinned by the Mountie... And the Mountie would continue the attack after the bell when Roddy Piper would come down to run off the Mountie. Looking like a badass. Yeah, dude. And as Piper then turned to check on breath, the Mountie rolls back into the ring and hits Roddy over the head with the championship belt. But then Mountie is celebrating, but Piper sneaks up from behind him to hit to knock him out of the ring.
2: And I love the like house show footage.
0: Yeah. It's like, oh, like it just looks
2: different and it's fun. I was like, I didn't expect this something that looks like this to be
0: on here. Yeah. We then go to Sean Mooney in the back with the Mountie and Jimmy Hart and Mountie tells us what gives Piper the right to a title shot? It doesn't matter because I'm going to do to Roddy what I did to Brett. I took his pride his integrity and the belt away from him. I'm going to take your skirt, your manhood and whatever is left. It's called a kilt. So is Brett...
2: Like, why did they they take it off bread? Is he hurt?
0: He legitimately was sick, and they didn't know if he was going to be able to... Just be on the show at all? Be on the show. Oh, okay. He must have been real sick, then. Yeah. We then go to Mean Gene with Roddy Piper, and Piper says, We're dealing with one of the original village people here. He said he was going to take my integrity, and then he goes, Like Jacques Cousteau searching for a dry spot in the ocean, I got none.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Sure, man. I love it. (laughs) Why not?
0: And then Piper says, I came to win two titles, and I can't do that until I win the first one.
2: Piper is so hype here. Yes. Yes. It's like he's normally got the energy, but it feels, uh, I don't know, more honest, more real. It feels like more here to wrestle than like, you know, it feels less than a paycheck job. Or more than a paycheck job. He does feel
1: very rejuvenated. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Less trying to be a character and more... Possibly just showing us some real... Yeah, it seems,
2: sounds like he cares. Maybe it's because he knows he's going to get to spend some time with uh, Ric Flair. Yeah. They're all buddies.
0: Yeah. So we go to our second match. The Mountie with Jimmy Hart versus Rowdy Roddy Piper for the WWF Intercontinental Championship. The champion comes out first. Foreshadowing? I mean,
2: history would say...
0: So the Mountie's stalking Piper in the ring with this shock stick before the bell. But Piper then attacks from behind with, with the kilt as the bell rings, tossing the Mounty to the ropes, who slides out to the floor to escape, but Roddy rolls out to continue the attack. The Mountie grabs Jimmy Hart to put, it, put him in between him and Piper, which offers a moment of distraction for the Mounty to get on the offensive. Back in the ring, the Mountie's choking Roddy, tosses him to the ropes with multiple leapfrogs, looks to attempt a monkey flip, but Piper just drops down with a falling fist before running the Mountie into multiple turnbuckles and a bulldog. Makes the cover for the pin, but the Mountie gets his foot on the rope. Roddy's tossed off to the ropes from a side headlock, only for Hart to grab his feet. When he turns, the Mountie comes in from behind with a double axe handle. The two men start slugging it out when Piper misses a drop kick. So the Mountie takes over with a half-Nelson smash of the head into the turnbuckle and a flying back elbow for a two count.
2: Flying back elbow's not putting anybody down.
0: The Mountie throws Roddy to the outside and when he makes his way back to the apron, Piper delivers a shoulder block and a sunset flip for a two count. Roddy with a back body drop shot to the gut atomic drop that sends the Mountie over the top, but he holds on and skins the cat to come back in. Charges at Piper who's dealing with Jimmy Hart up on the apron but Roddy moves at the last second to send the Mountie into Hart locks the sleeper on and the ref calls for the bell.
2: It's a, f- a flash finish
0: without a pin. <laughs> <laughs> so that makes Piper and, and new. Post-match, Hart runs into the ring with the shock stick, but Piper grabs it away from him and begins to zap the Mountie with it. Got to. This would be Roddy Piper's first title with the WWF. Crazy. That's
2: kind of wild. I mean, like I assume he was was he wasn't a WWF guy, was he, or was he working NWA or was NWA AWA w- at that point?
0: Up until yeah like 83. So basically all we've seen so.
2: all we've really seen of him is WWF, but that's not where he shined. That's why he tried to make all those action movies.
0: One of them's good. He ends up having the belt. He has two title reigns in the WWF his entire career yeah. for a total of 88 days. Is that what I, I think told that's what you? I said 87, 88. It's because Piper didn't need a belt. No, he doesn't need a belt. Over. Yeah.
2: No, he doesn't. Like all I need is just give him a microphone. He doesn't even, he could just be a, a, a manager, honestly, at this point, and people would still
0: love him. I mean, we but loved, obviously we loved he, him as a, his, as a commentator. Yeah, his
2: performance here is great. Like, this ma- a match between Piper and Mounty should not be as entertaining as this is. I think that Piper has a, a lot to do
0: with that. Yeah. <laughs> we then go to Lord Alfred Hayes, who's outside of Hogan's locker room, and he walks in and asks for an interview. And Hulk goes, in just a little teeny while, I'm not going to have any friends when I defeat 29 other superstars. Just a teeny while? That's the only reason I mentioned what he said. Because I was (laughs) like, did Hogan just say teeny while? A teeny while later, I will be be
2: the champion again. I was just like, that's such a weird thing to say.
0: Oh, Hulkster. Mean Gene is then with the Bushwhackers and Jameson. And they say a bunch of things that basically come out to, we're going to win. Yeah. We're going to win while I chew on my tie.
1: Yeah, it's really gross. It's so gross.
0: So we're off to our third match the Beverly Brothers of Bo and Blake with The Genius versus the Bushwhackers of Butch and Luke with Jameson.
2: Oh, I, uh, one thing I noticed is most of the Al Hayes stuff on the show is Coliseum exclusive. So I guess it probably wasn't on the. They say it's a Coliseum video exclusive. So I don't know if they're pushing Coliseum video or if this isn't on the original pay-per-view and it's only on the Coliseum home video of it. was just something I kind of noticed because they do it a couple times through the show with like interview segments. Was just on the Coliseum home. Yeah, just on that's the what TV I assumed TV. it meant. But I was like, yeah, either they're cross-promoting early or like it's just from the tape.
1: Yeah. You and they record at the same time to add to the... You don't let Lord Alfred Hayes on, on live TV. Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he had his chance... <laughs>
0: So Shane, do you have any clue who Jameson is? I looked him up just
1: because he looked very familiar, and I don't know if I've just seen him play that same nerdy character and stuff, or if he just reminded me of one of those generic nerdy characters that they had on every show, Night Court Saved by the Bell, where it was just the -the over-the-top stereotypical dork in broken glasses yeah, with, yeah,
2: just like a very late '80s, early '90s yeah. like caricature. I
1: mean, they 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 put the exact same look on Steve Urkel, and it became a, a huge success. But yeah,
2: but Steve Urkel becomes Stefan, and then he's hot.
1: True, very true.
2: I don't know if Jameson's <laughs> got no, it like that. I, I can't see Jameson <laughs> having that same Jack <laughs> I Me mean, neither. He turns into James. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, literally,
0: he was a he was a comedian that WWF hired to do this yeah but so. literally that was like all I could find really? on this guy I was,
2: yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping we don't see him a whole lot more but I also feel that every time I see the do not to, not to
0: bury the lead
1: not, not to spoil things <laughs> but we don't really see him much anymore oh yeah I'm okay with that
0: so as uh, the, after the Beverly Brothers make it to the ring the genius graces us with a poem mm-hmm. and as always I don't give a shit <laughs> yeah, yeah. Didn't uh, give a
1: shit when Leap and Lanny Papo used to telepone back in the in the day, and I care less now with the genius.
2: Lanny's got a like a real good face. Best teeth in the game. Yeah, I mean they can't be real, right? God. They 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 are the most
1: noticeable thing about him. If they are real, they've they've grown even more <laughs>
0: since then. Uh, largest teeth in the game. So the Bushwalkers make it to the ring. They keep playing to the crowd for a very long time. Yeah, this is like the
2: last five minutes of every WWF show where Hogan poses, except for it's the Bushwhackers, and it's before the match, so it's like w- what are we doing? I'm gonna yeah. warn
1: you now that I might not have a whole lot to say in this uh, match, other mm. than ugh, uh, <clears throat> <God. sighs> cause yeah,
2: I think we could probably just move on <laughs> <laughs> but Matt's not gonna let us, no. <laughs>
0: so let's get He's to gotta it, gotta take the bad with the good, uh huh, Blake slaps Butch across the back of the head but then the Beverleys roll out to the floor. Once back in the ring, the Beverleys start working on Butch with chokes and stomps, and tosses the bushwhacker to the ropes, where he ducks a clothesline and turns and begins to bite Blake's ass. Because you got to have a bushwhacker biting the ass. Yeah, mm. it's part of their gimmick, right? Yeah. Outside of lifting your arms. Everybody, <laughs>
1: lift your arms, bite your ass. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. Two
0: moves a doom. Everybody's in the ring and the Bushwhackers run the Beverly's into each other and then hit stereo forearms to clear the ring. Bo comes in, asks for a handshake, so Butch asks the crowd if he should, but never gets the chance as Bo hits him from behind with a double axe handle. Butch counters an Irish whip with a knee to the gut and a running bulldog. Everybody's back in the ring and again the Bushwhackers run the Beverly's into each other, followed by a double clothesline on both brothers to send them out to the floor. Bo tries to sneak in behind the bushwhackers with a double axe handle, but they turn in time to force him to escape back out to the ring. So Blake tries the same thing from the other side, but they turn in time to avoid that tack as well.
2: They do everything twice and slowly in this match.
3: <laughs>
2: so I second that. they chase
0: him out. So again, Bo tries to come in from behind, but the Bushwhackers at least wrangle him in this time.
2: Yeah. The Bushwhackers only learn to wrestle in threes. So, like, after the third time, we know to go to the next thing. We do that one three times. And we go to the next thing. We do that three times. And they've just got it, like, written on the inside of... that's. They've got it written on the inside of their arm. So that's why they lift it up before the match for <laughs> so get, long. they to read so they can remember they can read the
1: match. To those of you listening, if you want something as equally as exciting as this match, go around and turn the light switch, every light switch in your house, on and off three times. Oh,
0: yeah. Well, that's pretty good. <laughs> Bo reverses the side headlock to toss Butch to the ropes and misses a clothesline, but Blake goes for a knee to the back, only for Butch to stop him, punch him off the apron, while Bo goes to hit from behind. But Butch ends up throwing him to the ropes, and Bo goes out to the floor for the Beverly's to regroup. So we're now like seven minutes into this court. match, and we have literally done nothing.
2: The best thing that happens here is Bobby Heenan making fun of Jameson. There's a joke about him like, it's like, oh, his parents never got divorced because nobody wanted custody. <laughs> I was like, that's so brutal, and I love it. But there's a few others, but that was the one that stuck in my mind.
0: <laughs> Luke pokes Bo's eye on the floor. Blake jumps into the ring to hit Butch from behind. Bo then drapes Butch over the ropes, while Blake comes off the top rope with a double axe handle to the back. Elbow dropped by Blake, goes for a cover, but Butch gets a boot on the ropes. Did anybody need a bushwhacker's boot on the rope to get out of a pin? No, I think the most... Could we just not have kicked out? The
2: most upsetting thing is that the Bushwhackers are over. Like, they get pops... All the time.
1: Which, I
0: have no clue how. <laughs> I, I mean, kids, you know?
1: I guess, they're like, it's goofy, it's funny. Like It used to anger me as a kid going to live shows where the Bushwhackers were there and people cheering for them because oh, yeah. it made absolutely no fucking sense. That's but why you're here, Shane. You've got to Nine years old. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's good to know that there was like some nine-year-olds out there that weren't
0: doing that dumb thing with their arms. No. Oh. I appreciate you. <laughs> the Beverly start working over Butch with double teams, a backbreaker by Bo, jumping headbutt for a two-count. Beverly's draped Butch over the ropes again, and this time Blake leapfrogs Bo to land across the back, a running knee drop, tosses Butch the ropes but ducks his head, allowing himself to be kicked in the head. Blake is holding on to Butch to keep him from tagging when Bo comes in with an elbow drop, a rubber band slam, more chokes, and a clothesline. Blake goes for the nonchalant pin by just putting his foot on Butch who reverses it into a small package for a two count.
2: I would have loved if they just put the Beverleys over here <laughs> with, <laughs> the the, non- with, the foot, with a foot <laughs> stomp and just we never saw the Bushwhackers again.
0: <laughs> yep. Blake then tosses Butch out to the floor, and Luke marches his way over to help out his fellow Bushwhacker, but the rest stops him, allowing the Beverleys to continue their attack. Also while this is happening, the genius makes his way over to Jameson and slaps him.
1: Leave that boy alone, he's not right. Oh, that big wind-up dramatic slap. Asking the audience, should I? Yeah. Am I going to?
2: It's more interesting than...
0: What's in the ring? I mean, yeah.
2: (laughs) Maybe, yeah, just because it's something different,
0: Different. I guess? Yeah.
2: They gotta do something with Jameson. He can't just chew on his tie.
0: Nerd on nerd violence. (laughs) Back in the ring, Butch's head slammed into a turnbuckle. Irish whipped hard into the opposite corner. And Bo comes off the second rope with a double axe handle. Makes the cover, but Luke makes the save. Bo with a neck breaker, leg drop, Blake with an Irish whip and charges in, but Butch charges out with a clothesline. Begins to make his way to his corner for the... Hot tag. tag! Luke in with a gaggle of punches. Forearm, clothesline on Bo, clothesline on Blake. Luke then using Bo's head, hits the battering ram on Blake to send him out to the floor. A flying forearm from Luke to Bo makes the cover, but Blake is back in time to make the save. You
2: said gaggle, and I was like, you know what? How, like, the British Bulldogs have their bulldog and Jake has a snake. I think that I would appreciate the Bushwhackers more if they came out with a goose. <laughs> <Gaggle>. <laughs> they just had just one goose on a chain, and that was, like, their manager, and they just, like, tied it to the corner. Because <laughs> then that's, then we get real comedy.
1: Oh, the possibility. As long as Lanny doesn't come over and slap in. it.
2: Yeah, I'm saying that Jameson would be better off as a goose. <laughs>
0: Butch then double axe handles Blake out of the ring while Bo reverses an Irish whip to send Luke to the ropes, where Blake grabs his feet to trip him up. Bo with an elbow drop. Butch makes the save on the pin attempt, but then Blake is up on the top rope and looks like Luke is going to press slam him off, but Bo hits him from behind, so Blake comes off with a top rope double axe handle for the pin, and the
2: win. Okay, the goose is tied up in the corner when the when they go out to the floor they go talk to the goose like you know it's their manager and then later in the match because they keep saving each other from the pin attempt lanny comes over pulls out some like i don't know some some big scissors (laughs) and cuts the goose loose picks it up runs off and then he chases him and the bushwhackers lose we never see them again That might have been more interesting than this match. (laughs) That's what I was seeing in my head in the last quarter of uh, this match you were
0: speaking of. So, of course, because we haven't had enough of the Bushwhackers in Beverly's, we get a post-match beatdown with the Bushwhackers attacking from behind to hit stereo back elbows. A battering ram to both Beverly's slingshot the genius into the ring, and then they called Jameson in.
2: Oh, yeah. Jamison Actually, Lynn. this is the best part of the whole match. This is funny.
0: <laughs> Jameson then winds up to throw a punch. But he really doesn't want to. And then instead just kicks his knee.
2: Kick, yeah, kicks him right in the shin. And
0: just then is behind to knock him out to the ring.
2: Yeah. I. It was... The most enjoyment I got out of the match was that guy. I mean, obviously, you said he was a comedian. He's He swung up and he did the little shin kick and it was funny. I mean, Not I'm funny gonna... enough for the last 15 minutes. But
0: but I am gonna make your day. This would be Jameson's last <laughs> pay per view appearance.
2: I I might like Jameson more than I like the Bushwhackers.
0: I mean, it probably would have made more of your day if I told you it was <laughs> the Bushwhackers. I know last. that can't be true. <laughs> it's
2: only ninety two. I got at least probably another eight months of this. <laughs> at least
1: we're close. I know. I know we're close. Okay. Cool. Thank you. I think
0: so. We're gonna to go to the back. Mean jeans there with the Legion of Doom and animals. Well, Mean Gene, you know what makes us sick besides everything? I popped for that. (laughs) The natural disasters. And when we're done with them, their tongues will be hanging out like a couple of dead deers.
2: It's like everything. So you're saying that he has like a gluten allergy and he's lactose intolerant?
0: (laughs) And mean Gene starts to throw it back to the to the ring, and I was totally waiting for Animal to like stop him again yeah. to like be like, Wait, okay. <laughs> I still need to say my tagline. Yeah, right. right. it's very because important because he, he doesn't say it. Oh, I guess he oh, does. That's right. He, not no say it. he does not say
2: it. In my head, I remember him saying it, but that's funny. They're short on time. It's Coliseum no Video rush. Exclusive.
0: <laughs> and we're headed off to our fourth match the Natural Disasters. Earthquake and Typhoon with Jimmy Hart versus the Legion of Doom, Hawk and Animal, for the WWF Tag Team Championship. A bunch of big boys. Yep, yep. Hawk and Typhoon lock up to start, both giving shoulder blocks for no one to gain an advantage until Hawk comes off the top rope with a flying clothesline to take Typhoon down. Goes for a cover, but Quake makes the save, only to receive a slap across the back of the head from Hawk. Hawk and Earthquake then have a man on man stare down. Road Warrior hits a drop kick, but that doesn't phase the big man. And then Quake attempts a drop kick of his own, but Hawk just sidesteps it and hits a falling fist. Animal comes in to stare down Earthquake as well. Then Quake tosses him to the ropes, ducking a back elbow, a clothesline, comes back, and the two men hit clotheslines on each other for a double knockout. Animal tries for a body slam, but earthquake is too much and lands on top of him for a two count.
2: It's nice to see like Animal or a Hawk fail at anything they attempt to do because it's, it's, it's just the first like, time in their yeah, entire career it's that they like yeah that they sold something like that. But I mean, might be the first time they've lifted somebody uh, as big as earthquake.
0: I don't really remember when they were fighting anyone that's like huge. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I mean, he had their their tall people the, that they went against. Because NWA
0: was never. And they were full of big men yeah. they were they were
1: kind of the big men totally. in NWA yeah. so uh, when earthquake and and typhoon got together that was that was cool to watch cuz i mean we didn't have any of the the spoiler opportunities back then so we just got to watch it play out on tv with you know the way it was scripted and yeah, seeing the, the two of them come together it was just, you know, you'd had the, the Twin Towers before, you know, who were two big guys, but there was just something different about Earthquake and Typhoon just because they could actually move.
2: Yeah, they're they're gigantic and they can move. Like, I, we've seen Earthquake, we've praised Earthquake a bunch, but for some reason when he stood next to LOD, I was like, oh, like I finally I finally realized how big he, he truly yeah. was. It's like, I always could tell he was big, but for some reason he just seemed even bigger standing next to Legion of Doom.
1: Yeah, tugboats suck, but Typhoon was, was once, great. He got, once he yeah. got him a mean streak. Yeah. Yeah. Also,
2: uh, the earthquake and the natural disasters uh, gear is fantastic. Yes,
0: I just I love it. It looks so good. The disasters then hit an Irish whip aided avalanche splash. Typhoon tries for another one, but Animal gets a big boot up and charges out of the corner with a clothesline. Hawk and Typhoon hit clotheslines on each other, but both no sell. Another try from the Road Warrior. Another no cell, Hawk then comes off the ropes one more time for a crossbody, but Typhoon catches him and delivers multiple backbreakers.
2: Oh, where he keeps lifting him? Yeah. It's really cool. I don't know if I've seen that before, but it was real cool here. Especially, never saw it on... On, Yeah, on LOD. On LOD. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, nobody should be lifting them like that. Uh -uh. So it kind of feels like there's a chance here.
0: A hard Irish whip to the corner by Typhoon, snapmare, elbow dropped by earthquake. The disasters are working over Hawk's back with body guillotines, slams into turnbuckles and a bear hug. Hawk looks to escape with right hands and a headbutt and goes to come off the second rope with a double axe handle, but Typhoon catches him again and places the road warrior right back into the bear hug. More back work by the disasters, Quake just steps on Hawk multiple times and walks on the bear hug himself, and the road warrior is spading.
2: I love when people just stand on each other in wrestling. I don't know why, it's just like, the amount of, like, like lack of like effort and, like, disrespect, it's just, I always enjoy it. i stand on you. <laughs> yeah, it's like,
0: I'm just gonna walk over you. <laughs> Earthquake with the Irish whip and charges in with an avalanche splash, but Hawk moves at the last second, comes off the second rope with an elbow to the head before crawling to his corner for the hot tag.
2: It's like a hot-ish tag.
0: Animal with a flying shoulder on Quake begins to work on Typhoon, but Earthquake is back up to stop the momentum. The Disasters go for a double-team back suplex when Animal floats over and starts running the ropes, ducks a double clothesline, and returns with one of his own that sends both natural disasters out to the floor. Such a shame. The Legion follows them out, delivering double axe handles, a flying clothesline, headbutts, Quake hits a body slam on Animal, Typhoon rolls back into the ring, while Earthquake locks a bear hug onto Hawk, running his back into the ring post. The bell rings, and the decision is...
2: No decision! A count out! <laughs> I'm fine with it, because I want to see it again.
0: Yeah,
2: I'd like to see it... Again, they've had this match and it's cool. I think they could do better. They could. Who else is going to beat LOD? You know what I mean? Who shall beat LOD? (laughs) We'll find out at some point. Can't have it forever, man. Not everybody's Hulk Hogan. I know
3: who.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Post-match, the Natural Disasters are raising the belts, but Hawk comes in with a chair, slamming it across both of their backs. Weekly, if you pay attention. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Tosses the chair to Animal and then Irish whips Earthquake into the chair. Finkel then makes the announcement that the championships do not change hands on a disqualification or a count-out.
2: You would think the wrestlers would know that. Yeah.
0: You would think so.
2: But hey. But hey. I mean, I can understand the bushwhackers not understanding that, but Quake and Typhoon, their gimmick's not being dummies.
0: It's creating disasters,
2: Yeah, naturally. One's a Typhoon, the other one's an earthquake. Yeah. They're the embodiment of horrific...
1: Rumble. Natural Disasters, that's why they're called that. Rumble and Splash, man, Rumble and Splash. <laughs> Rumble,
2: I'm glad they're not called Rumble and Splash. <laughs> <laughs> the Natural Disasters Rumble and Splash. Eh, I mean, you got <laughs> Axe and, yeah. and Splash, Rumble and Splash. I think if this was like, the, the, or like the, <laughs> the early 80s or like the 70s, then there would be a show where there's Natural Disaster Minis and it would be Rumble and Splash. <laughs> like on, what is it, WrestleMania 2, I think?
1: Oh, that's what WWE needed, or sorry, back then it was still WWE. Yeah. Uh, they a, more they little Muppet Babies type <laughs> animated show.
0: My next create a tag team <laughs> on Two K. It's Rumble and Splash. <laughs> Rumble and Splash. They're they're that like four
2: eleven, like the smallest you can make the, the wrestler on the in the uh, in the game. The
0: player. We then go to the locker room. Sean Mooney's there, and he says, "We just witnessed an an incredible matchup." And I literally, he was like, what match were you watching? Incredible is not quite the word. We just witnessed a matchup. So he's trying to get a word from Natural Disasters. Jimmy Hart starts yelling that he's going to call his lawyer! (laughs) And Typhoon and Earthquake start yelling, they should be champs. Maybe they are dumb, because what is their logic
2: yeah. yeah
1: they've never watched wrestling before they just wrestle you check back in the ring but you forgot to bring the wrestler back in there with you so you could pin him to win it dumbass
2: yeah well see i mean if this was if this happened in a more modern time this would happen on a sunday and monday they would set up a uh, no dq match and have a contract signing <laughs>
1: Or an arm wrestling match. Oh or, yeah, Or you know, a dart throwing competition.
2: They'd, um, come, out, they'd come out and be a like, we're not, li- we're not leaving until we get a match. <laughs> the arm wrestling thing is at least fun. I mean, I don't know when Over the Top came out, but it's probably around here. You're, you haven't
1: watched some of the modern stuff, have you? The, the more recent things. Are they really doing? They're doing stupid shit like that. like Ax- the dart throw. throwing they're, they're doing like Best of Seven series, or they, they did with...
0: Don't hate on Best of Seven series. Well, I'm, I'm There's some... Best of Seven series. What is series. Best of Seven? Good ones. When, they, when they're good, they're good. Like, they good, have seven but... matches, and whoever the first one to win for... Oh, okay, okay. But these, I thought you were these talking about, like, really he said axe-throwing. These also. are like...
1: Oh, you're talking We're gonna have a funnel cake-eating contest. The Prophets and... and Raiders. Yes, I couldn't oh, think of wow. what they were actually called now. The Street Prophets and...
0: And the War Raiders. Viking The raiders. Viking, raiders. Viking Raiders. I like both of
2: those uh, teams in ring. They're fun in ring, but... Yeah. The main, they, ro- main
0: roster doesn't know what to do with them. Oh, right. like, the Viking like,
1: Raiders are a, yeah. a sad excuse for what they used to be.
2: Yeah. I believe you. That War Games was pretty cool like a year
1: or two ago. We'll get to them eventually. <laughs> My God. Or will we? Because oh, yeah. I'm trying to think if they've actually been on a show.
0: 29 years and counting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gorilla and Bobby then discuss the previous match, and Gorilla reiterates the way that championships change hands. I, I appreciate that, Monsoon, because. Earthquake and typhoon yeah. had me completely confused. Obviously, yeah. it was not clear. Mm-hmm. Mean Gene then is in the back with Roddy, Roddy Piper, and Piper's ecstatic, and he has his eye on the prize. Which... Mooney's in the locker room, makes his way over to Shawn Michaels. That's my boy. And he's uh, he's in his sexy boy. Yeah, get he's up got that the you, the that earring, Always thinking He couldn't of. be
2: more handsome, and he's got a shitty fucking smile on his face, he's looking smug as hell. Yep.
0: And Mooney sends us to the video footage that we were talking about earlier of Marty Janetti being super kicked and then thrown through the barbershop window. God, it was glorious. So good. <laughs> Sean then tells us, I saved Marty from the 29 beatings he would have received, even though the one I gave him was worse. Which I thought was a pretty good line. Oh, definitely. Then Lord Alfred Hayes is with Ric Flair, and Nature Boy tells us that he's going to be number three in the Rumble. People will say I'm at a disadvantage, but I'm Ric Flair, and I'll make a believer out of everybody. And that's the bottom line. Stone Cold Ric Flair. <laughs>
2: he's, uh, you know, he's got a, he's got to claim. He's the real champ because he's the real, he's, world uh, you he know, real world champ. He's Because he's the the Hulk Hogan of a different company,
0: so he's the
1: real champ. He's so real they had to black out part of the screen when he's on there.
0: Mm-hmm. Mean Gene then introduces a bunch of interviews that were pre-taped. We got Macho Man. He says he's got two goals. Get my hands on the Stick Man and once again be the world champion. The Stick Man? I thought he said Snake Man. Does he say Snake Man? I literally said. I, was, I, heard, I heard Snake
2: heard... Man. I wrote down Snake Man. I but was I trying mean...
1: to figure out what Stick Man meant there. Yeah.
2: Okay. Um, maybe okay, I, I just heard. Snake maybe snake you guys wrote Stick and I heard
1: Snake because that's what he meant. Because he's obviously feuding with Jake. No, that's what I'm saying. I thought he said Snake Man too. And then oh, okay. I, I saw here the Stick Man. I was like, what is Stick Man? <laughs> it's all right, man. I thought he said stick,
0: man. Yeah, we're good. I can be wrong sometimes. That's why <laughs> you guys are here. We get Sid, Repo Man, British Bulldog. Everyone's just kind of saying, We're going to win. Yeah, yeah. Jake comes on the screen. And then, of course, we need to know what Jake says. I'll be waiting for you, Savage. I'll save some for you. And then I will have just enough to walk out with the title. And we go back to Ric Flair. Jake says that. What else does Jake say?
2: You can't always get what you want, but I always get what I need. And just the way he sells that is good. (laughs) Because he's
0: Jake. Then we go back to Ric Flair, and he yells out, Mirror, mirror on the wall. Today we find out who's the fairest of them all. That was Sherry's line. Where's Sherry? (laughs) For four months I've called myself the real world champion. So for me, there is no back door. Because he's like, I have to win this to prove that I am the real world champion. We get Undertaker and Hogan and once again they're just saying we're gonna win, basically.
2: Uh, does Taker even talk? Yes. No, oh, okay. Taker does talk.
0: Okay. Yes, yes, his few words. Uh... But I've kind of made a promise never to do the bearer <laughs> voice on here ever again. I mean it's bad.
2: It's, I don't do a good job with that one. So. It's you'd think that I'd like to I need to hear Percy's Speaking voice, because it that's like it's got to be wildly different. That's got to be difficult to just throw your voice around like he does.
0: I, I don't know if I've ever heard him do a, a real uh, interview. There's no,
2: there's no uh, YouTube shoot interview of a person. Bring him <laughs> him in like a hotel at a con, like, being interviewed for three hours, not saying anything.
0: But we then go to our fifth match, our main event for the evening, the Royal Rumble four. The WWF World Heavyweight Championship.
2: The way that when like Fink is announcing this in the ring, he's staring directly into the camera, like it's like into your soul. It's crazy. It's like, you know, the, you are like, Oh, that painting's eyes are following me. Like Fink feels like he's talking directly to like you. It's really creepy and kind of awesome. He's That's uh we all love the it film might part. yeah, it might be the best Fink performance. Ladies and gentlemen, prepare yeah. for greatness. It's five stars in the Alb- Albany Knickerbocker Arena for Fink
0: here. <laughs> Fink goes over the rules of the match, which everyone knows, so I'm not going to do the same.
2: Oh, no, like, uh, oh, never mind. That's the NWA. Yeah. Everyone has to go over the top. <laughs> messed, messed, messed over the <laughs> yeah, top. This road. is just over the top. <laughs> over we'll the top and your feet on the bottom. The yeah, Both feet touching the floor. So uh, the amount of apron saves probably should have been our over-under here.
0: Yeah. Probably. Cause some because some people just live on the apron for this shit. We did have a atomic drop bet. He
2: did. Did you count them? Oh, I, I did. remember that. I did count them.
0: Yeah. I went with... But I did change my number last week. You I went. I lowered my number to 10. Uh-huh. You stayed at 14. Yeah. Shane, would you like to get in on this bet? Because I don't think you counted as you were going.
2: I did not count as I was going, For but I thought about atomic it. Atomic
0: drops in the rumble. Atomic uh, drops in the rumble. Because the last rumble, Ooh. there was
2: like the year of atomic drops. Where I'm, I'm calling this year the year of the face plants. You know where they like just slap somebody's head <laughs> into the uh, mat because that's just happening all over the place. But I won't bury how I
1: feel like I did. You said eight. You said fourteen. I don't know why, but I know. said ten. He oh, said you ten. Said 10? Yeah. yeah. Screw it. 14 it's all right you're
0: agreeing with him
1: oh that's 14. what okay i'm like oh, i the number put 14 the hand come up from? i got denied i'm, I'm sorry like, yeah, he's, he I mean, also i'll give you a high five but yeah i was like where did the number 14 come from <laughs> yeah, all right then yeah. i'll have my own it's a two-on-one one match <laughs> no i'm changing it because i thought the number 14 just magically appeared in my head <laughs> I'll, I'll go with my my go-to which is always 13 so oh it's oh.
0: oh. going one less <laughs> than right. you
1: are you going to count them as we go through the match? Oh,
2: I have them counted. Oh my right god. <laughs> Where's my pencil? <laughs> oh, I have the number I next know, to I know one. you do. I bu-
0: I'm sure you do. <laughs> but Tunny gets booed when he gets announced, as yeah. he should. Yeah, fuck yes, you, Tunny. I don't know if they're
2: quite doing a no. fuck you chance yet, but they definitely boo him.
0: No. And Tunny basically reiterates that the match is for the belt. I mean, Fink just told us this, so. Thinks. Yeah, Tony doesn't
1: of, quite have. That's um, kind of why we're all here, Jackie. Uh, like,
2: TV, like TV energy. He doesn't feel like a man that should be behind a camera, or in front in of the front camera. Of a, yeah, in front of he one, should probably be behind the camera. yes. Yeah.
0: So our first competitor is the British Bulldog Davy Boy Smith, and number two is the Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase. Money, 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 money. Sorry. With sensational sharing. <laughs> DiBiase jumps in the ring and attacks Davy Boy immediately, but the bulldog Irish whips Million Dollar Man and charges right into a back elbow. DiBiase slams his head into the turnbuckle, hits a clothesline, a vertical suplex, a gut wrench suplex, a falling fist, another vertical suplex, and throws Davy Boy over the rope. But the bulldog lands on the apron, comes back in, and clotheslines Million Dollar Man over and onto the floor.
2: This is the most big shit moves we've seen DiBiase do in the, up to this point. And he just gets in there and just does a bunch of cool... I always want to see DiBiase actually have a wrestling match. Because mm-hmm. he's just been a character and we know he can wrestle. So I was like really stoked to see him go in there and just drop a bunch of big ass moves on arguably like the... Biggest dude, the biggest scariest dude in the company at this time, mm-hmm. and then Davy Boy comes in there and just lays him out with a beautiful clothesline. Davy Boy Smith is a monster here, and I just want to see him bury everyone. He's a monster,
1: but pissed. It was just a waste. <laughs> DiBiase yeah. deserves so much. He more does. He does. But like, I, agree. I, I agree. I'm
2: okay with it <laughs> if if it's a push if it pushes him if it pushes Davy Boy later. But I assume that's not the case. Guess we'll find out. <laughs>
0: but Ted DiBiase is eliminated.
2: Yep. Yeah. Was that
0: how quick was that? It was. I mean, it wasn't less know. than two minutes. Yeah, it was because number three hadn't come out, and that number three is the Nature Boy, Ric Flair. What's up, old Boom. match? <laughs> Gorilla reminds us that no one in the first five has ever made it to the end.
1: And see, what's funny here is Heenan starts freaking out about no. He's number three, but just a minute ago Flair was on TV saying, I'm number three
0: and But that plays into oh, was it was a Coliseum, Coliseum exclusive. Oh, oh, really? Because I literally was just like, Why doesn't Heenan know that he was number like yeah, <laughs> Maybe He didn't start doing that and I was like, Why doesn't he know he was number three? Yeah. He just said it in an interview. Because I totally missed the Coliseum exclusive thing.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. I, I just thought it was weird I mean that they pointed pointed it out. But... So
0: we get some styling and profiling. From Natch. <laughs> but the Bulldog ends up press-slamming Flair. The Nature Boy Irish whips Davy Boy, but the Bulldog charges out of the corner with a clothesline. Davy Boy again tosses the ropes and ducks a back elbow and comes back with a clothesline, and it has Flair begging him off. But the Bulldog picks him up and places him over the ropes, but the Nature Boy holds on and rolls back into the ring. Number four is Ew. one half of the Nasty Boy's Jerry Sags.
2: The military press of Ric Flair and doing reps with Ric Flair? Come on. I want Davey Boy to go to just rip Piper in half for the IC title tomorrow.
0: <laughs> we'll see more Davey Boy later this year. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Guaranteed. I need, I need to hear that. Davey Boy with mounted punches in the corner on Nate, but Sags hits him from behind to team up with Flair to double team the Bulldog. After an Irish whip, Nature Boy and Sags go for a double clothesline, but Davy Boy charges out of the corner with one of his own to take him down. The Bulldog grabs the Nasty Boy, tossing him over the ropes, only for Sags to hang on and get back onto the apron. But Davy Boy then drop kicks him off onto the floor, and Jerry Sags is eliminated. Big ol' shrug from me. Yeah. Flair is then Irish whipped to the corner and then given a power slam by the Bulldog. Number five. Is Haku? Haku, big Who, Haku fan over here. This is the, the last time we saw Haku was at WrestleMania Seven, which was episode fifty-four. So it's been a little over a yeah. year
1: or so. The more Haku, the better. Bring it on. Was that a Colossal Connection match or what was that? WrestleMania Seven. I think it was just a. Was, no, that was WrestleMania Was that 6. when he was doing
2: yeah, like the Andre stuff?
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: The Islander goes right after Davy Boy with a headbutt. Flair joins in for a double team, only for Haku to start attacking the Nature Boy as well, until Nate rolls out to the ground to regroup.
2: I love how Haku is like to like stalking Rick Flair, but still has time to stomp on Davy Boy Smith, just like walks over him, like I was talking about earlier, and it's just it's just a nice touch.
0: Haku hits a pile driver on the bulldog. Flair then rakes the eyes of Haku, a running knee drop, goes to slam Davy Boy's head into a turnbuckle but is blocked and reversed by Smith. Haku's back on the attack to both men, but they get close to the ropes, so the bulldog back body drops the Islander over the ropes to the floor, and Haku is eliminated.
2: This, uh, I mean, I guess most Royal Rumble matches always start
0: pretty hot, but this one keeps it up for a little while. Yes. Number six is Shawn Michaels, and listen to those boos. hmm <laughs> <laughs> Michaels comes in, starts laying it on flair, hits a back body drop and a super kick. Sean tosses Davy Boy to the ropes and misses a clothesline before being press slammed and clotheslined multiple times by the Bulldog to send Michaels over the ropes. But HBK holds on and rolls back into
1: the ring. Can I say how awesome awesome it is that Shawn Michaels' first pay-per-view as a singles superstar, his first interaction in the ring is with rick flair and he ends up being the one who retires flair years later oh man how fitting wow w- wonderful i didn't even see i wonder if they I I wonder even, if they even thought about that yeah. <laughs> when they were doing it
2: the uh yeah and this michael's like save he saves himself on those ropes but like he could have totally potentially botched that he goes a little bit further than he needed to yeah. to sell that and like it could have fucked up the whole match.
1: But that was That's that, why that's, that's why he Shawn
2: fucking Michaels. Yeah,
1: that's that's the essence and awesomeness of Shawn Michaels is that he he can take it to that almost point and pull it right back.
0: Sean then hits a super kick on Davey Boy. Flair grabs Michael, slamming his head on multiple turnbuckles and begins to try to toss him over the ropes.
2: I could just watch these three guys for, for the <laughs>
0: next twenty minutes probably. HBK escapes only to be Irish whipped hard into a corner where he is horizontally prone across the top and is kicked by the bulldog, which lifts him up to crotch himself on the ropes. And then Davy Boy adds to the punishment by yanking on those That's ropes. That's a real fun spot. It just like flows real well. Then Nature Boy attacks from behind with a double axe handle to the bulldog, tries to toss Michaels, who again holds on and rolls back into the ring. Number seven is El Matador. Tito Santana.
2: With the pinkest pink next to the greenest green. Or <laughs> the ugliest gear. <laughs> Don't call Chico. I, I, yeah, I love you, Tito.
0: Tito comes in like a raging bull attacking Natch, trying to lift him over until HBK makes the save. Like a bull begins... in a
2: china closet.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and begins working on Santana.
1: Why didn't we get more... Rick, I don't know why I'm even asking that because I ask a lot of those questions about this time frame of when yeah. we get more Tito Santana and Ric Flair matches because I have a feeling they could have had some.
2: Oh, yeah. Some slobber knockers. Yeah, because they're not going to put over Tito because no. they haven't. The only thing, the only, like, even his tag team breaking up couldn't get either of them over. Rick Martel
0: got more over. Though so the rumor and innuendo is that Tito was in the. Yeah. Was talked about to be champion. At one point, I mean, I'm, when I'm Hogan here. Hogan was leaving. Yeah, I'm here for
2: it. Then but they had to go, yeah, go the young route. Which, uh, but of I course, course I don't with. think that's true. But <laughs> I, I'm here for it.
0: Davy Boy makes the save for El Matador, and they double team Michaels until Flair grabs Tito to hit a back suplex. Trap hold by the Bulldog on the Nature Boy to take him to his knees, because you know, okay. Nature Boy's traps are. Fucking huge! If you're gonna
2: do a trap hold here, you do it to
1: Davy Boy. I mean, hell, you had a man's co- mostly a few minutes ago, and there was no trap hold. What the hell?
0: <laughs> but Flair escapes with a low blow. Santana slams Shawn's head into multiple turnbuckles, saves Davy Boy from Flair before being tossed to the ropes, and ducks a back elbow, coming back with a flying forearm. Number eight is the Barbarian.
2: Uh the flying jalapeno, according to Bobby. <laughs> and yeah, and Barbarian. People like Barbarian, right? He's a big dude. He's sure. Yeah. yeah. Sure. I'm sure he's. I'm sure they sold a lot of his uh, his action figure. Tito, I, I want to say
3: I bought one.
2: <laughs> you needed some, You needed somebody to beat up.
0: Tito with mounted punches on Nate. Barbarian goes to body slam the bulldog over the ropes, but Flair tries to help. Davy Boy holds onto the ropes and rolls back in. Santana then back body drops HBK over the ropes, but again he rolls in. Number nine the Texas Tornado, Kerry Von Erich. Oh, coming in like a bat out of hell. I know, I love I love Kerry Von Erich. I need
2: to watch some Kerry Von Eric you know, in, what was his uh, family's promotion called?
0: World Class Championship. WCCW. Yeah, yeah. WCCW.
2: I'd like to watch some of that, because, you know, here he's got no foot and he's never going to get put over, but I love it when he shows up.
0: I, the was tr- a, I was there when he challenged Mr. Perfect. The Tornado's wrecking his way th- through Flair Michael's with discus punches. Davy Boy follows with a catapult of Sean. And Nature Boy with an atomic drop. Ooh, mm-hmm. Number one on Von Erich.
2: That's I think that's the only one I counted. My notes say first AD. And I was like, <laughs> all right, that's what I remembered.
0: Number 10, Repo Man. No one's safe. Barbarian then gives a, an atomic drop. Holy shit, back to back. Number two, to Tito tosses him to the ropes, misses a back elbow, but is then hit with a flying forearm by El Matador. Number 11 is Greg the Hammer Valentine. The 44 minute man. Watch out ladies. Valentine goes right after Nate laying in right hands to get a flare flop. Tornado with the big right hand that sends Michael straddling the ropes. Davy boy joins the cause to get him over and they have him hanging on by a foot. I would
2: say this is like the spot of the show, not like the best spot of the show, but the spot that it's like there's it gets to the point where there's like five people just like hanging on the ropes, like basically upside down for like two minutes.
0: But Sean is able to make his way back into the ring. Number 12 is Nikolai Volkov, who we haven't seen since Survivor Series 1990, yeah, so episode know.
1: 50. That puts him in the immediate running for a championship.
0: Battle Royal. Yeah, totally. Davy Boy and Tito working on HBK with chops, face plants. Flair with a running knee drop on Valentine, but misses, so the hammer locks the figure four onto the nature boy, while Repo Man backbody drops Volkoff over the top rope.
2: Nice to see old old Greg get something in on somebody. <laughs> and it's the figure four on Ric Flair. That's nice. That's called being good friends with Flair. And yeah. Flair
0: going, I'll
2: give you a spot. Of course.
0: So Nikolai Volkov.
1: Greg needs all the help he can get with the face that he was <laughs> given. Is eliminated. Oh, Volkov, you lasted about as long as I would have expected.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah. Sad though. He was uh, apparently Marty Jannetty's replacement in the Rumble after the. Uh, after being beat up. After being thrown through the barbershop window. Yeah. But was Marty just kicked out for being wild, or was? No, he was, was just the injuries. He was
2: injured. Okay, I wasn't sure if it was like oh like because we all know that. Marty Gennady has been,
0: uh... He's had his his problems through the years. This one was strictly storyline purposes. Number 13 is Big Boss Man. The Boss Man comes in laying down the law on everybody, while Repo Man tosses Valentine over the ropes, and Greg the Hammer Valentine is eliminated. Boss Man then slams Sean's head into the turnbuckle. They did that to the 44-minute man? They did. I
2: remember it being crazy that he was in in the match for 44 minutes last time. But... Here he was there for four, so, you know. <laughs> it all evened out at 40. Yeah. It's not, not the worst number.
1: Down from 44 to 4, and you mm-hmm. got to put Flair in the figure 4. Yeah, so. yeah. He did a lot with this time.
0: A big right hand that sends him halfway over the top rope, but Michael saves himself by locking a body scissors around Big Boss Man. Big Boss Man then grabs Repo Man and tosses him over the ropes. So Repo Man is eliminated. Sorry for you. I'd be worried about the stuff in the back. Though.
2: <laughs> yeah. I was hoping that Rebo-Man was just going to sneak around the ring because he comes in and he sneaks around the ring for a little while. And I was like, pretty funny if he did it until the next guy showed up and then like did something skeezy. But, you know, he only does it for a moment. Jumps in there just to get kicked right back out.
0: Bulldogs working on flare with headbutts while Von Eric slams HBK's head into a turnbuckle. Nature Boy then back body drops Davy Boy over the top rope followed by back body dropping the tornado over as well. So British Bulldog Davy Boy Smith and the Texas Tornado, Kerry Von Erick, are eliminated. Boo. This would be Von Eric's final pay-per-view appearance. Ever. Oh,
2: does he pass away soon? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, we, we, we all know yeah. what happened, and if we didn't, just watch Dark Side of the Ring and make sure to bring
0: some tissues. Yes. We then see Tito and Sean going back and forth until they both tumble over the ropes. God damn it! And El Matador and Shawn Michaels
2: are eliminated. I mean, like the four guys that I want to see go at it <laughs> with, like, ex- you know, we well, you know Flair's not going out this early, but like the guys, the guys that can work that I want to see work. That you can take any two of them and put them next to each other.
0: They're Just gonna have a match that I want to see. Yeah. In the span of two minutes. Mm-hmm.
1: But it's okay. It beats being It's okay. It's okay.
0: Because number 14 is Hercules. Oh, thank
1: God. Cool. Wow, fucking time.
0: (laughs) Hercules goes right after Flair. The Full Nelson man.
2: That's his claim to fame, right? WrestleMania 2, I think? (laughs) Is it Full Nelson that's not a Full Nelson thing?
0: But then leaves Flair. So Nature Boy and Barbarian high-five only for Nate to turn and start choppening.
2: It's great. I like this.
0: <laughs> it's good stuff. Barbarian with a press slam of flare. Hercules slamming Big Boss Man's head into the turnbuckle multiple times. Barbarian lifts the nature boy over the ropes when Hercules comes over to also lift the barbarian over. But Nate holds on while the barbarian goes tumbling out to the floor. And the barbarian is eliminated. I could have took Herc
2: with him. I wouldn't mind it.
0: Well, Herc's the one that lifted him over.
1: Yeah, but you know, Herc should have
0: just jumped you know, those over. those other four guys just eliminated themselves. Herc just Why jumped not? over as well. <laughs> yeah.
1: Barbarian, always the bridesmaid.
0: <laughs> Bossman then comes in and clotheslines Hercules over the ropes to the floor, but tumbles himself out to the apron, and Hercules is eliminated.
2: I mean, of all the like, it's funny that Boss, where Bossman is on the card, considering like there's other. Guys that are big that actually, like, look muscular and intimidating, whereas Big Boss Man just looks like a gym teacher <laughs> or a gym coach. I don't know if you can call it somebody that teaches gym a teacher. Sorry. Sorry if you're a, a gym guy.
1: <laughs> like Brian Dennehy just getting in there running around. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why Brian, Brian Denny Dennehy used that, used be
2: popped into my head. Yeah, I can see him being the son of Brian Denny. I'd believe it.
0: We get an eye poke by Flair. Big Boss Man's tossed to the ropes. Ducks a back elbow and comes back with a clothesline. Starts running the ropes and goes for a flying shoulder tackle. But Nature Boy ducks and Boss Man goes flying over the ropes to the outside to be eliminated. I spoke too
2: soon of the, you know, Cobb County, Georgia. Wait, the Big Boss Man. Is he a a policeman, a sergeant, a... uh,
0: Prison guard.
2: Prison guard.
1: Wow. It's like the worst of them. Carries a big stick. <laughs> he does. Solid chain too. I'm trying to remember the song lyrics. The song's really good, but I always can never remember the melody whenever I want to. So, if you're uh, getting in trouble, he'll be coming after you, serving a hard time. There yeah, we go, hard
0: time. <laughs> Number 15 is Roddy Roddy Piper. Hell yeah! I was
2: surprised. I was like, I just assumed he wasn't going to be out here, so I was, I popped for this legitimately. I was like, cool, because like this is some of the best Piper stuff we've seen because he's just really feeling it. Okay. So I was,
1: ex- yeah. Piper uh. officially becomes the first man in Royal Rumble history to pull double duty. Had a match and oh, really? participated okay. in the Rumble.
0: Piper's laying it in with a back body drop, knee lift that sends Flair scurrying to the outside, but Roddy chases him down to hit a clothesline and a head slam on the guardrail. After rolling Nates back in, Piper goes to the apron only to be choked across the top rope which he no-sells, climbs into the ring and continues to lay on the attack with mounted punches. Flair looks to escape with an inverted atomic drop, but again, Roddy no-sells a move and pokes the Nature Boy in the eyes. I love the Roddy Piper eye pokes. Followed by a clothesline. I didn't count this atomic drop because it didn't wasn't a successful I'm, atomic drop. <laughs> I'm okay with that.
2: I'm okay with that. Okay, It's just kind of like, I, just, I feel like I know where this is going because there was already at least eight last year, by this
1: point. I'm I'm saving an asterisk. (laughs) (laughs) If I need it. Okay,
0: Airplane spin by Piper, locks on a sleeper that takes Flair to the mat. Number 16, Jake the Snake Roberts. Roberts rolls in and tells Piper to finish the job as they're the only three in the ring. But once Rowdy turns his back, the snake attacks with punches and chokes.
2: It's really cute here uh, that Grill Monsoon and Bobby Heenan like really sync up together and say Jake the Snake Roberts at the same time when he comes out. <laughs> and it's very fun.
0: Flair thinks that Jake has come to help him, but Roberts helps him up, only to hit a short-arm clothesline. Looks to hit the DDT, but Piper flies out of the corner with a clothesline to save the Nature Boy. Nate then locks on the figure four onto the snake, while Piper starts stomping on both of them, until Flair and Roberts team up to work on Roddy. Number 17 is Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Oh. Uh,
2: you know what? Uh, like the short arm clothesline into the DDT is uh, incredible and we all love it, but the stunner is basically just like marrying the two things into like one like bigger exclamation point. That's all I got. Just I just
0: thought in my mind. Hacksaw goes right after the Nature Boy Irish whip him into the corner followed with a clothesline and head slams into the turnbuckles. Back suplex by Flair on Piper. Roberts with an inverted atomic drop. Number, Number three. three. On Duggan. Number Doing 18 it. is Erwin R. Shyster. IRS slams Hacksaw's head into the turnbuckle. Nate and Jake have Roddy teetering on the ropes, but Duggan makes a save by giving them a double noggin-knocker for another Flair flop. I knew about
2: the uh, flare we could have probably done a flare flop count. <laughs> That's two. <laughs> yeah. There's a couple ones that aren't this like typical flare flop, but they're still a
0: flop. Number 19 is Superfly. jimmy Super Superfly. Super <laughs> jimmy Snuka. Who we haven't seen since WrestleMania 7 either. Episode 54. Snooka's in with a double axe handle on Hacksaw to save Flair, but then gives a headbutt to the Nature Boy and tosses him to the ropes before hitting a chop across the chest. Number 20 is The Undertaker with Paul Bearer. The dead man comes in and punches Snooka to send him flying over the top rope. And Jimmy Snooka is eliminated. And this would be his last WWF pay-per-view as a full-time performer. Oh, okay. So, we would not see him on a WWF one for like 10 years.
2: I did note that the taker comes out to mostly booze, but you can totally hear some cheers in there as well. Yeah. So, like, yep. taker's already like getting, getting some love, getting, getting the, the love from the crowd. Yeah. I don't, I don't know exactly how I was trying to put this, but you know, Very he's the, he's the, the heel, but he's, but people are, he's, yeah. Yeah. It's on the cusp. There we go. It's on the cusp as early as 92.
0: And he's only been here for like six months. Taker then goes after the nature boy by choking him in a corner. Duggan comes in to make the save, but Undertaker with the low blow mule kick, and then starts double teaming with IRS on Hacksaw. Number 21 is Macho Man, Randy Savage. As soon as Robert sees that it is Savage, he rolls out of the ring. So once Macho makes it into the ring, he can't find him anywhere, (laughs) which allows Taker to hit him from behind. Jake has that ring awareness. Jake rolls back in to take over the attack on Savage, goes for a short-arm clothesline, which Macho ducks, and then comes off the ropes with a double axe handle to the head, goes up to the top rope to hit a double axe handle, and then hits a running high knee to send Roberts over the ropes. And Jake the Snake Roberts is eliminated. Too soon. Very, very too soon. Macho then leaps over the ropes and starts choking the snake on the floor which both Bobby and Gorilla mentioned, that he may have eliminated himself.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: so at least
0: the announcers are getting smarter.
2: Yeah, yeah, and also, like, the if Jake's gonna go out this early, then you gotta do something like this. Like, Macho's just out for blood. He doesn't care.
0: Yep. Undertaker then rolls out to the floor and helps Roberts get Savage off by attacking him. Rolls him back into the ring, but Macho just rolls <laughs> right back out to attack <laughs> Jake again. So again, the dead man saves the snake, to throw Savage back into the ring. IRS with a head slam of Piper into a turnbuckle, but Roddy retaliates with the Boston Crab on Irwin. Seems like a smart move during a rumble. Oh, yeah. Boston. Yeah,
2: the Boston Crab, yeah. It's not like somebody could just clothesline you
0: immediately. Get
2: behind you and put on the sleeper while you have the crab on.
0: Number 22 is the Berserker. Berserker. Who? Piper throws IRS over the ropes, but Shyster holds on and rolls back in. Berserker then throws a roundhouse right at Hacksaw, who ducks. Grabs Zerker to hit. An atomic drop! Woo!
2: Number four. This is not looking good. No. Continues the attack <laughs> with a head
0: slam into a turnbuckle. Flares on the apron, trying to suplex Savage, but Macho blocks and reverses into one of his own. Followed by Taker and Piper, double-team choking Nature Boy. But then Undertaker starts choking Rowdy at the <laughs> same time. <laughs> thought this was a great spot. Oh, yeah. Totally. Number 23 is Virgil. Virgil goes right after IRS, but is overwhelmed by Berserker and the dead man. Taker's choking Flair into a corner goes to lift him over the ropes, but Nate holds on and rolls back into the ring.
2: And at this point in the match, I was thinking, did Rick teach a rope hanging class like a couple days before this match? Because, like, everybody's, everybody's, everybody's doing, doing it, it, and they're all doing it like the same way that. The Nature Boys doing it where they're just like hanging on by like their ankles, basically. Yeah.
0: Number 24 is Colonel Mustafa
2: with General Adnan. <clears throat> What's the over-under on how long he lasts?
0: Not very long. Probably. Okay. <laughs> Berserker hits a pile driver on Virgil. Iris follows with a wishbone leg drop on him and Piper with mounted punches on Flair. Number 25 is Rick, the model Martel.
2: I love all the Flair-Piper interactions because you know they're just... Pumped to work together again, and we're like I said, we've got like a feels like such a fresh, fresh Piper.
0: We haven't seen Martel since WrestleMania Seven, episode fifty-four. As he's basically been over in Japan working, working over there f- uh, in uh, Super World Sports with hmm. Tenru and those I'd be, guys. I'd be curious to see some of that. Mastering
2: the blindfold match. Or... <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. I mean, I I remember a long time ago you you were like, oh, you're gonna like Rick. Later on, and uh, turns out you were right. I like, I like Rick, like so especially sweater Rick.
0: <laughs> Gorilla lets us know that Martel holds the record for longevity in the Rumble, which he set the previous year with 52 minutes and 34 seconds. But the real story is, how bad of a haircut was this on the model?
2: <laughs> I don't
0: specifically remember
2: it. What did he have? Like a real pompadour type of thing? It was just bad.
0: <laughs> Savage lists Mustafa over the ropes. And Colonel Mustafa <laughs> is eliminated. There you go. um, quick. <laughs> IRS slams Virgil's head into a turnbuckle while Duggan starts a USA chant. An Undertaker with a double chokehold on Savage. What
2: is the USA chant going to do here?
0: Pump the crowd up.
2: Yeah, yeah. Even I'm trying though trying
1: to think who all's in the ring still. Is that, I
2: guess it was because, it was because Mustafa just like, got kicked out. Is that why he, he it, does the USA chant? Or he just does good? it because he's Duggan? Is that the only
1: thing Duggan knows? Yeah. 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 Ho and USA, and he's already said uh-huh. Ho once, so mm-hmm. yeah. And he doesn't have he doesn't have his two by four either, so or, you know, he can't he's, hold it up and yell. He's warming up the crowd for the next arrival,
0: which is number twenty six, <laughs> Hulk Hogan. Oh, I guess that's exactly what <laughs> happened. The Hulkster comes in with a double noggin knocker on Undertaker and Flair. Eye rakes on them both. Double noggin knocker on Taker and IRS. While Virgil hits an atomic drop. It's number it's a five on Martell. Five is and, my guess, right? And kicks him through the ropes to the floor. Berserker, IRS, and the Deadman begin to triple-team Hogan in a corner. But Hulk fights back with iraks, slamming Shyster's head into the turnbuckle, hits a clothesline to send Taker over the ropes. And the Undertaker is eliminated.
2: I mean, you know. You know that, like, Tito Santana's not gonna win the Rumble. But at some point... They're basically telling you, throughout the show, it's kind of feels it's Taker, Hogan, or Ric Flair, right? That's...
1: Taker, Hogan, Ric Flair, Piper, maybe.
2: Yeah, I mean, but two-belt two belt Roddy. <laughs> I mean, I like the idea, but he's got to go, you know, make a B-movie as I soon mean, as this legit-
0: Legitimately, when there was, like, I want to say there was eight people left in the match, there was only two people that I was like, well, they're definitely not putting it on that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Whoa. the other six I was like I could see them if they if they wanted to they could put the belt on Yeah, that we're personal.
2: not quite at like Thunder and Paradise uh, years yet but no. not yet, you know. There's a suburban can- commando shoot
0: probably coming up. <laughs> berserker then charges at Hogan who backbody drops him over the ropes. So the berserker is eliminated. Ah, oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> he he wasn't one of the ones that I thought was going <laughs> to Hulk then finally rips his shirt off, starts choking and hip-tossing the model with it, while Virgil goes for a flying crossbody on Duggan, which sends them both over the ropes to the floor. So Virgil and Hacksaw Jim Duggan are
2: eliminated. Virgil and Hacksaw seem like a, when they they would just put him as a tag team at some point when they ran out of shit to do with him. Like, eh, like you know, you guys both get half of a pop, so together maybe you'll get one.
0: Who's the worker of that group? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Doesn't
1: matter, I guess. Trade out as yeah. the third man with the
0: Bushwhackers. Yeah.
2: Well, I'd rather see them against
1: uh, the Beverly Brothers than the Bushwhackers. That's true. Virgil Duggan and Crush.
0: What a what a team that would be. <laughs> <laughs> There's worse teams, potentially. IRS grabs Hogan's shirt and begins to choke Martel some more. Number twenty-seven is Skinner. Hulkless flare over the top rope, but again he holds on as he gets saved by Shyster. Hogan with a headbutt on Skinner. Nature Boy and the model trying to get Piper over the ropes. Skinner's now choking Hulk with a shirt. Roddy escapes his troubles by clapping Martell's ears with his legs. Nate Irish whips Hogan, but the holster charges out with a clothesline on Flair and Skinner. Number 28 is Sergeant Slaughter. Skinner's trying to get Piper over until the model comes over and dumps Skinner over the ropes. So Skinner is eliminated. Good on you, Rick. Hogan and Piper brawling. Martell joins the fray only to be given a double noggin knocker by Roddy. Flair has now officially passed the longevity record. Ooh.
2: I mean, of course, if he's coming in at three, that's what a what's gotta happen. I mean, all the best Flair matches or all the ones that are talked about at great length are
0: like forty minutes long exactly. <laughs> anyway. Piper then with a shirt aided hip toss of IRS I think Hulk's shirt got more work than Hogan did. I think, so.
2: I think like, it have gotten, I think, Yeah,
0: it definitely got more work than Colonel Mustafa. So, <laughs> it should have gotten its paycheck.
2: Yeah, I mean Hulk Hogan basically is just uh, a paycheck for Hulk Hogan t-shirts.
0: <laughs> Number twenty-nine, Sid
2: Justice. The big shit, Sid. Uh, I I was I totally forgot. I, I, forgot I, about I, yeah, Sid. I totally yeah. forgot too, and I was like,
0: oh yeah. Because he's been gone the last two pay-per-views because he's hurt, and so it's like.
2: Oh, yeah, it's like one of those things. I was like, "Is this the first time we've seen him in the WWF?" I was like,
0: "No, I don't think so." But he, he, was, the, he was the ref. He, he just hasn't, hasn't yeah. seen him.
2: He but just but hasn't done anything. Yeah. It was one of those like times where you bring somebody in and then shit, you know. And then yeah, somebody gets hurt and then it fucks everything up.
0: Sid goes over for not shots. that I'm
2: not that I love Sid or anything, <laughs> I just want to make that clear. He just love that tight little perm that he has. I mean, it's nice, Goldilocks. locks
0: i take him on my softball team. <laughs> I'm sure he'd be a great pitcher. But would you let him curl? I mean, he's got curls already. <laughs> Sid goes after Shyster, getting him over the ropes, but IRS holds on and rolls back in. Martell with a second rope, double axe handle on Sid. Flair with a snapmare on Hogan. Justice starts working on Nature Boy, but gets taken down with a hair drag, only to do a kip-up and clothesline nature. Justice doing a kip-up? Yeah. It's crazy.
2: Yeah, maybe he. Do it you yeah, can, maybe, uh, maybe. he did some like yoga in his uh, when he was rehabbing.
0: Number thirty is the warlord. Oh, the warlord war, with war. Harvey Whippleman.
2: Uh, I like that. Like Rowanson says it before he comes out because it's number thirty. <laughs> like granted, he already has uh, probably on a piece of paper. Bobby Heenan tries to call him on it. He's like, "It's the last one." Like, of course, I know who it is. <laughs>
0: Flair's press-slammed by Hulk, so he rolls out of the ring, grabs Hogan by his boots to pull him out to the outside, tries for a suplex, but the Hulkster blocks and reverses for one of his own on the floor. We know
2: Hulk wasn't taking that bump. Just think about that Andre match where he tries his hardest not to take that bump on the outside, and that was like a decade ago.
0: In the ring, Macho is Irish-whipped to a corner by IRS, who charges in, but Savage moves in time while the motto comes off the second rope with a double axe handle onto Piper. Sid then Irish-whips Sarge so hard, he does the flare flip over the ropes to the floor. It's
2: fucking brutal. <laughs> he launches the shit out of him. It's like, Sgt. Slaughter, Slaughter should not be moving like that. No. <laughs> like, you could, have, you could have ruined the man's career.
0: So Sergeant Slaughter is eliminated. Hogan and Flair finally make their way back into the ring. Hulk hits the big boot. IRS throws Piper so over the ropes. I get so scared when he hits the big boot. IRS throws Piper over the ropes only to land on the apron. But Roddy is holding onto Shyster's tie and ends up pulling him over to the floor. And it's amazing. And IRS is eliminated. Hulk and Sid then double team the Warlord with blows before tossing him over the ropes. So the Warlord is eliminated. Piper and Martell begin working on each other, trying to get each other over the ropes. When Sid comes from behind to toss them both.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So Roddy, Roddy Piper, and Rick the Model Martell are eliminated. So our final four are Flair, Savage, Hogan, and Justice. Three of
2: was these things together. <laughs> was this, was <laughs> Savage actually eliminated earlier? Or did he just go out on his own volition, Or did he go over the top? I remember was talking about it. What they
0: decided is no one eliminated him, uh, so like they allowed him to continue. So
2: you can't eliminate yourself. Like if you choose they, to yes. do that. Is uh, what during, they decided
1: during this rumble. During the 1992 yeah, I mean it's
2: also wrong. a thing where they're like, "Oh, Savage was just in the moment and forgot." A few years for, forgot down to go the through line, the bottom,
0: yeah. That yeah. rule has no effect anymore.
1: Yeah, exactly. yeah.
0: <laughs> Justice lifts Macho up onto the top I'm of the Looking at you, Drew Carey. <laughs> when the Nature Boy comes from behind with a high knee onto sid that causes Savage to fall to the floor. So Macho Man Randy Savage is officially eliminated. God damn it, Sid. Nate starts chopping Hulk, but Hogan returns the favor. Irish Whip and Flare to the corner for a flare flip, but he stays in the ring. Only for the Hulkster with a big right hand that sends the Nature Boy over the ropes to the apron. Justice then comes from behind and tosses Hogan over the ropes. And Hulk Hogan... (sighs) is eliminated it feels oh, so good sid, it was like you. it Listen was yeah, cheers.
2: <laughs> yeah. It went from love yeah it was a, a, a love-hate relationship with sid here it's like mm, i was just i at that point i was like i just assumed hulk was gonna have the belt
0: that's it, what the assumptions get you yeah
2: and then i was like well i could see him throw it on sid too because he's big you know he's not
0: particularly big Rick, The real world champion. (laughs) Rick the Apron (laughs) Flair. The Hulkster starts crying, yelling at Sid, and then grabs Justice's arm, which allows Flair to come from behind to lift Sid over the ropes. So Rick Flair is your Royal Rumble winner. And And new! And true. And real. Post-match, Hogan gets back into the ring, chasing the Nature Boy out. Where?
2: Why can't Rick... Get a little bit of glory, even if it's booze.
0: Mm. Booze are heels. Cheers. Let them have it. Justice then gets back in the ring, pushes Hulk in the back, and the two men start arguing as officials jump in the ring to separate them. Hulk starts posing to very loud boos. Yeah. booze.
2: Yeah, fuck him. Like I, As soon as Sid went over, I just wrote as big as I could on my piece of paper. Oh my God, I love it. Fuck you, Terry. <laughs> you don't even get, you don't even,
0: yeah, you're getting your shoot name because I mean it. We then go to the back, Mean Jeans there with Jack Tunney, Ric Flair, Mr. Perfect, and Bobby Heenan, where Tunney presents the belt to the Nature Boy. Flair says, This is the greatest moment of my life. It's the only title in the wrestling world that makes you number one. Snap. Okerlin says the goodbyes for the evening and sends us to a video highlight package of the show. And it's come that time for overall thoughts. So, Shane, we'll go to you first. What are your overall thoughts of Royal Rumble 1992? Started off hot with the new foundation. Uh, oh, the heart's so good. Yeah, right? my God.
1: Started off hot, then we got a little bit of excitement with. The Roddy Piper, a oh, little the, bit the IC title, bit. and then had to you know take that delayed bathroom break for the uh, the Beverlies and uh, yeah. maybe they only had one concession stand. It uh, <laughs> the Knickerbocker Arena, so they needed
2: a 17 minute match so everybody could get their soda and popcorn and their like Road Warriors like foam shoulder pads. Yeah,
1: and you know I'm I'm totally supportive of that because if you're gonna sit through an hour long Ric Flair match, you need to have that good. 15 minutes to to walk around oh yeah get yourself a, a beverage and some some snacks uh but overall i loved this rumble uh, with the exception of the the bushwhacker beverly's match you know there was lots of high points some some good heartfelt moments and then the actual rumble itself it was structured nicely to the the point that it showcased everybody he had some some good fun moments and then the uh the glorious moment at the end where not only does Hulk Hogan lose, but Ric Flair wins. (laughs)
0: Exactly. How about you, Michael?
1: Oh,
2: like this show is one match away from being a like perfect show. Not as in like the best, but it's like, Oh, this is just, everything is entertaining. And there's like, just a and I don't know why, if it was eight minutes, then I would just be like, Oh, the show's, it's just a perfect show. But when that, when it's 17 minutes, you gotta take off, like, a letter grade for that. Yeah. So, like, it's, like I said, it's one match away from being a, like, perfectly, like, structured entertaining show. And, yeah, that's the 20 minutes off. <laughs> I don't know, I don't want to, like, yeah. I don't want to harp, but I love the first match. Owen Hart's a real one. Love the second match. Roddy Piper's got the energy. LOD and the Quake brothers could have been better, it but be it better. wasn't bad. But it wasn't bad.
0: No, yeah. Is, I think this is the best Rumble we've we've seen. The the actual match. Yeah, the Rumble actual match. match yeah. Rumble match. Yes. It's the best one we've seen. Most people consider it the best Rumble of all time. We'll find out as we go along. I mean, it starts Our hot, opinions. and it
2: doesn't slow down for maybe, like, the first six or eight guys. I can't remember. Once one of the big I mean, guys that nobody cares about. I don't remember if it's Barbarian it's or, right wrong, around, or Berserker. It's right around. Berserker. Berserker,
0: yeah. <laughs> well, like, Davey Boy... Th- those four people eliminate themselves right around 14, but then Bossman and Hercules get eliminated. And so it's literally Flair and Piper in the ring by themselves at when when he comes in. And so you kind of have, it's almost two different segments of the show where you had all these like really good workers. Yeah. But then they switched it to all the like big dudes yeah, with the like storylines that are have going maybe on maybe like peppered
2: it a little differently but they could i mean have, but honestly you don't have to i started with the future and
1: ended in the past exactly uh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so i mean it like it was super enjoyable i love owen hart uh, so that first match was awesome piper the match itself isn't that great but it's but the energy that Piper gives off, you you like you keep your eyes
2: on it even though yeah. it's not like like you're still you shouldn't be this interested in a match including the Mountie as you are
1: exactly. It's, it's that feel good moment that the crowd needs too because anybody who's been watching for all of this time, you want that little shining moment for Piper because he didn't get the WrestleMania one championship main event with Hogan that he should have got to, you know, yeah. boost his career to an equally or even higher level, you know, they, they haven't really given him any showcase championship matches. So the fact that he finally had something shiny to put around his waist was, was good. And that's what everybody wanted to see at least
0: once for him.
1: Good. Where, where's the smart marks at? Yeah,
0: there. All right. Fuck you. I think it's time we smart it up. So, some of the best moments of the night, start throwing them out there because. Davey Boy Smith doing reps with Ric Flair. I mean, Davey Boy, everything <laughs> I mean, Davey Boy did was. Davey Boy's sp- almost super like it's fun. hard to
2: pick an MVP of this show, but of the actual Rumble. Like, Ric Flair's great here, but I'd rather see a Ric Flair, like, Steamboat go 40 than Ric Flair just kind of like ping pong around. But, like, I think Davey Boy's my, like, Rumble MVP. Do you have a, Who's your Rumble MVP, Shane? Like, my personal. The one, the thing that I enjoyed the most.
1: I, I gotta give... Part of me... I mean, part of me wants to give it to Flair, because it was it was his night to finally take the, the, the gold, but...
2: Going Piper, over an hour in yeah. the Rumble. Oh, yeah. I mean, Piper, I I knew Piper when he too. came it at three, it's like, well, yeah,
1: Flair's gonna get to the end, of course. Piper being the first to, to pull the double duty of having a match at the start of the match, or start of the pay-per-view, and then... Have a an awesome showing in the in the Rumble as well. Yeah, Piper
2: is definitely in my short list as well. It feels weird that it's not Ric Flair for me, but I think that this is just a weird place for Ric Flair to be for me. Like seeing him interact with this roster,
0: yeah,
2: almost feels wrong. I don't know why. It it feels it feels weird, weird and I just like. And it's not that I don't like it; I'm enjoying it, but it just feels off. Yeah, it's like a you know. This one, like I mean, it was a good TV introduction
1: dream. to to the WWF audience for him, but at the same time, it felt almost like it was a, a flare spot fest because you didn't get to have the full, typical run-of-the-mill flare match. You got to see all of his shining moments, flare flop after flare flop after flare flop. Yeah, he got
2: every a flop for every person yeah. in the ring. Getting a, you get a, a few
1: years' worth of, of moves in in that one hour. But uh, other best moment, again, the first pay-per-view of Owen Hart's career as Owen Hart
0: and Shawn Michaels move, as a, a singles... That move when, he's in the, when he has his arm wrench and then he leaps up to the ropes. Oh, and does the backflip? Backflips yeah. off. That's like the
2: spot of the show because it's the I can see it perfectly in my mind. And I watched the show a
0: few days ago. <laughs> I'm just like, like you literally did that. I was just like, holy crap. Like, yeah. yes, it's what I want. <laughs> yeah. Everything that I want. I'm going to throw out there for an MVP of the Rumble. Rick Martel. I enjoy <laughs> Rick Martel. He's, he's just got like he's, he's just he's like handsome smarmy... enough, and he's got
2: the and he's got that shitty grin, and he like can actually like work well enough to where you're like, oh, like he's kind of like a like snotty or Rick, like a snotty Rick Rude.
0: And I would even throw got kind of that energy. Like he's just kind of snotty. I would even throw Tito out there because Tito, when he was in the ring, he wasn't in it very long. Yeah, but when he was in there, he was all over the place. But with lots of energy and lots of really fun stuff. Yeah, I would on.
2: love Tito to just be like the IC champion his whole
0: career. <laughs> just, yeah. just leave it on him. How about most disappointing? Bushwhackers and Beverly's <laughs> getting 17 minutes is not, is definitely disappointing. Mine is that
2: Flair doesn't get to uh, have his moment with the title in the arena. He does in the backstage, but yeah. I think that if he has it and he gets booze and he like. Hogan like,
0: still steals the spotlight.
2: Yeah, where is it? And people boom for that, which is feels great, and I love it. But, like, if you gave that to Ric Flair, he could have done something to really generate booze and get some real heat on himself. Yeah. Anything. He could have spit at Hogan. He could have done something with a T-shirt. He could have just yelled at the crowd, he's Ric Flair. He'll figure it out. That's not a problem. I just wish he had that moment. And it's crazy they would put the belt on him and not give it to him like that. Yeah.
0: Along those lines, because we do know... From knowing, I mean, spoiler alert for WrestleMania <laughs> 8. Yeah. The next pay-per-view. It's not Hogan Flair. It's not Hogan Flair. And they could have built that here. Of like, that. that's what they should have done. Yeah. It's but, one of the biggest, like, But Hogan's attractive. still playing his fucking politics game in the back. And he doesn't want to face Flair. So, Cause that's...
2: Because he'd, he'd have to work 40 minutes? <laughs> or he might have to lose. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, I mean,
0: it's, that's, right. I think that's one of the more disappointing things. Hogan doesn't stare at It's just because Hogan just wouldn't realize the enormity that that match would have.
3: Oh,
2: yeah, that would have only would've have gave them bigger, made, they only would have made more money for a longer amount of time. Exactly.
1: Uh, disappointing for me, a Million Dollar Man, only having one minute of action yeah, in the Rumble. very short time. I was very excited
2: because, like I said, it's like we don't get to see him really perform like yeah. that, and he does.
1: With him starting, I was expecting at least at least a good 10, five 15 minutes minimum, not just a quick couple moves and then over the top. That and...
0: I would have loved to have seen Hillman and Flair interact as heels together. Yeah, instead mm, of just yeah. passing each other
1: yeah. out the, the curtain. The other disappointing, or maybe surprising even, was just the complete absence of Bret Hart.
2: Yeah, that's one I was surprised. I was like, okay, so Brett will be in the Rumble, but I didn't really
1: catch all the. It'd be different if he was injured, but he was only out of that match before because of a fever, you know, and it was a week or so before, so you'd figure that he would have recuperated. I mean, I don't think he was ever supposed (laughs) to
0: be in the Rumble. He was supposed to have a. He was just supposed to be in the IC title match. I
2: guess one of the things, like, well, we know what we're gonna do here. Do we really want to take the? Intercontinental guy and put him over the, put him over the ropes. But I mean, that's
0: also why that match is literally only like five, six minutes. The Piper Mountie match yeah. because they really hadn't had time to kind of work the match up. They hadn't re- they Man. hadn't been working on how shows. Get, yeah, all getting it on, so. getting it
2: on somebody that's not the Mountie is uh, about as good as idea as any.
1: Yeah, especially
0: on the road to WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Are we saying our Rumble MVPs are the best performer of the night? Are we giving it to Owen because?
2: I mean, we can give it to Owen. It's a real coming out party there. You know what I mean? It's like he's...
1: Yeah. He,
0: he shines and he's everybody everybody he's gets...
1: rocketing. Yeah. Up. Rocket strap. And everybody's like... Edukerous. The whole
2: crowd loses it for him because of what he's doing in the ring. It's like when you see uh, like Liger matches in the US I mean, or like Muda matches like, in the US where it's like, it's like, oh, like, they don't know who this guy is but they immediately start cheering him because of yeah. his
0: performance. Because I mean, of what he can do is physical prowess. Literally when Liger and... Morton do that mm-hmm. whole sequence, yeah. like the crowds going crazy because I've never seen anything like that before. Yeah. Anything surprising.
2: Just the Bret Hart not being on Bret the show Hart. at all, but I mean it's explained, it all checks out.
0: How about most surprising for me is that there was only five atomic <laughs> drops on this show. <laughs> uh, yeah. On this on the I, rumble, know. I
2: guess. I should have switched to face plants. Even then there probably wasn't as many <laughs> as fourteen. But uh yeah. I guess some maybe maybe there's maybe somebody watched the tape from the year previous and, and was like, like I think we should chill. Atomic drops. We
0: should yeah. Chill
2: those. Like, I mean watching uh shows like this or watching wrestling in chronological order, yeah. The you see trends oh, go definitely. up and down for sure. Definitely. And I thought the atomic drop might have lasted longer. Mm-hmm. Not mad that it doesn't. It's still a great move. It's used all the time by everybody. It's like it has its place, but it's kind of nice to know it's not spammed
1: anymore. Oh, the Atomic. That's tower. me not being a swirly. loser. Yeah. The, uh, the super kick of
0: it's it's time. <laughs> <laughs> and now for a look back even further into the history of wrestling. The Dusty Finish after holding the NWF heavyweight championship for over 400 days. Antonio Inoki would meet Stan Hansen on April 17th, 1981 at the Big Fight Series 2 in Kagoshima, Japan. The two would have a hard-fought match that would end in a no contest that would hold up the belt. Six days later, on the same tour, Inoki and Hansen would meet again in Tokyo. This time, Antonio would win the match after a top-rope knee drop for the three-count. Inoki would then immediately vacate the title again so he could compete in the 1981 IWGP League the precursor to the G1 Climax. New Japan Pro Wrestling would then deactivate the championship until 2003, with the new IWGP Heavyweight Championship taking its place as the top title. Next week, Super Brawl 2. Are we looking forward to that one?
2: Yeah, it was, we're due for a good WCW show. And, you know, two on, two off, I think, it's, I think we're about there.
0: Because we definitely didn't like StarCade.
1: No, we didn't.
0: <laughs> we sure did not. I wasn't
1: here to talk about it, but yeah. I watched it. Honestly, no, you can't. I did not. <laughs> yeah, you uh, you joined at a good time. Yep. Super Brawl 2, oh. now with more Brawl. <laughs>
0: Hopefully. All the Brawl we need. <laughs> not the Brawl for all, but all the Brawl you need. Music from this week's show is the theme from the Royal Rumble, and for the first time on a WWF show, Spotch Spot. Zarathustra! Strauss. You can always rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you find your podcast at. Give us those five stars. Let us know how you feel about us. Uh, you can always email us at history x at gmail.com with any comments, concerns, welcomes to Shane. You can always do that too. Can, hey yeah. He'll take those. Or you can always find us on Twitter at Wrestling Histo X. That's wrestling. H-I-S-T-O-X. We'll talk to you next week. Later's